MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen. Time to start up another edition of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Danny Burke, your host, and alongside our guy Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter, at Danny Burke 5 for myself, and at VEASAN Live for the Vegas Stats and Information Network. We have got a very special show today. Not only are Andy and I going to be dishing out some analysis in terms of looking down the road throughout the NHL with some specific players and teams, but we are joined by two special guests from the Missing Curfew podcast. We've got Shane O'Brien, Scotty Upshaw, both former NHL players, both podcast hosts, as I just mentioned, but also avid better. So, uh, Andy, we got a good one to look forward to today, my man. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to talking to the boys. I know they have a good time over there on Missing Curfew, and uh, we're going to ask them, uh, you know, about get their perspective on on betting the NHL from the, the perspective of a former player, which could definitely be be valuable to those of us that can't relate. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking looking forward to it. Without a doubt, that is going to be fun. Great to get the perspective, like you said, of a former player and kind of translate that into an everyday better scenario and maybe some things people don't consider that the players are enduring on a game to game basis. So very excited for that. That will be in the second part of this episode. But before we get to that, Andy, I want to mention the article that 
uh, you expounded on over at vsin.com. And if you don't know, folks, Andy does his write-ups all the time covering the puck under the NHL tab at vsin.com. And Andy, you had a really good write-up in terms of talking about top players in the league, right? And you can't say that without mentioning Connor McDavid and his amazing MVP season that we're seeing as of this point. But, you know, you kind of brought up the idea of, again, the the assumption is he's going to lock it in, but maybe his play toward the second half of the season in terms of where he set the bar uh, hasn't really been up there consistently with some of these other guys like a Leon Dreisaitl, uh, maybe a Nathan McKinnon, some of the other guys who are typically up there. But again, it, it just makes for an interesting conversation coming down in this final stretch because, look, uh, you know, for the Hart Trophy, I mean, McDavid is the favorite, but and again, as odds would tell you, he's a lock. But the, the end of the year stretch, it, it makes it worth discussing, I suppose, some of the other options. I don't think there's really worth discussing any other options to be honest i mean he's the best player of the world he's gonna run away with the heart trophy at this point uh the last time DraftKings posted odds uh, on the heart trophy he was minus ten thousand. they're not even offering that market anymore they're not offering a market on the rocker richard trophy uh, he's also going to win the the Ted Lindsay, which is the MVP as voted by the players. And uh, as I say this, I can't help but think that three awards are not enough and the NHL should probably create some other awards to give him because, you know, what he's done this season has been incredible. Um, and looking at things from a betting perspective, he was the favorite to win the Hart Trophy. So not a big surprise here, obviously, but he had the third best odds to, to finish with the most goals and the betting market continued to underestimate his ability to score goals throughout the season on a game by game basis. Because if a sports better had bet $100 on McDavid, to score goal in all 71 games this season, their profit would be around $1,275. So that's, that's pretty good for a guy who, you know, for most of the year was a, an even money bet that just goes to show you how often he's lighting the lamp. But things have changed recently. If if you bet $100 on McDavid to score a goal in every game since the All-Star break, which was the start of February, you'd be down around $165 right now. So sportsbooks have adjusted. Some have adjusted big time. I mean, some shops had his anytime goal prop listed at minus 200 on, on Monday against the Sharks. And, of course, he, he didn't score. So um, that that continue to, to eat into those profits betting on the, the top player in the world is getting even harder. Uh, he did register to assist last night. He cashed that prop over 1.5 points. Uh, he's done so 62% of the time this season, but if you had bet 100 on him to do it in all 71 games, you'd be down around $200 because the odds have really started to reflect that percentage and the amount you win isn't going to be that much when he does register two or more points. In fact, a lot of shops have moved his point total to two and a half on Monday. So, you know, while that might be a little bit more attractive to people, plus money, all that, the bet's going to win a lot less often uh, and, and likely not as often or nowhere close to as often as the odds suggest. So you're going to not get any value uh you know betting on mcdavid to get over two and a half points most nights and then there's a, a bit of a trickle down you see nathan mckinnon who uh, if you go back since the all-star break he scored as many goals 17 goals in 20 games 
another top player that did not score last night, even though the Avalanche were big favorites against Chicago uh, on Monday. Um, McKinnon, his his anytime goal prop has gone from plus money all the way up to you know minus one fifty five, minus one sixty. Uh, in games uh, against a team like Chicago, who he would have probably been priced around minus 110 at earlier in the season. So it's it's getting tough to, to bet on these top players. I mean, some shops offer alternate props, but once again, all, all of those derivatives are, are derived from, uh, you know, the majority of props you see. So it's 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 getting tough to, to to back those top players. McDavid, the McDavid run was was pretty good for anybody who who who's gotten on it or who who was on it, I guess. But at this point, um, you know, it's it, you got to wonder what the future of of betting is going to be like when it comes to, to Connor McDavid. Do you think that it opens up the door to having a little bit more value on some of their teammates who are also getting in on the action frequently, or do those get affected? A little bit too, since there's so much weight on a guy like a dry sidle McKinnon and McDavid. How does that affect some of the other guys? How do you view their their prices on an often basis? I mean, dry sidle specifically, he was a guy that you probably would have gotten at around plus one fifteen or plus one twenty uh, most games, um, you know, a couple of months ago, and and now uh, he's he's up to minus one thirty and and such. So. Um, yeah, there's been big adjustments across the board. I mean, Zach Hyman, if you look at his anytime goal prices throughout the season, um, you know, he was he was up over two to one when the season started. Uh, and and by mid-season, by January, he was sitting at plus 130 most games. So um, some really big adjustments. And, and you know, when you, you find a player who's scoring, um, I guess this is kind of a bit of evidence that if you do think a player is is capable of scoring more than their average anytime goal odds suggest they will um attack it don't let up you know go go at that every game uh and and kind of play that edge out uh until it, it doesn't work anymore you know until the sports book adjusts and and brings those odds down because they aren't going to last so you might as well try to capitalize on it while you still can yeah, good note. And again, if you want to hear or rather see more of that content from Andy, be sure to check it out at vsin.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Andy dishing out articles left and right. Amazing information like we were talking about with McDavid and Dreisaitl with the Oilers. McKinnon over at Colorado with the Avalanche. And hey, speaking of some of those teams, couple of the squads we talked about in our interview with the guys from the Missing Curfew podcast when we asked them what teams they may be looking to invest come Stanley Cup postseason time. Make sure you stick around to listen to that right here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Coming next, Shane O'Brien, Scotty Upshaw, the boys from the Missing Curfew podcast, joining us here on VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All righty, folks, welcome to it here on Vicent's Hockey Betting Podcast. Myself, Danny Burke, and my co-host, Andy McNeil, have a pair of special guests joining us now to talk all things puck. Uh, we've got the Missing Curfew Podcast crew 
We've got Shane O'Brien at Shane O'Brien 55 on the tweet. Scotty Upshaw at Scotty Upshaw, also where you can follow him on Twitter and for their podcast Twitter account at Missing Curfew, one of the best hockey podcasts in the biz. Make sure you search it, find it, like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts available. Fellas, appreciate you making some time. Excited to be doing this. Uh, how's this hockey season been treating you, fellas? I mean, uh, you know, it's been up and down. Uh, you know, you got the heavy favorites at the top, like the Bruins, some underdogs sneaking up. We got less than a month to the postseason. How are we feeling, my friends? Well, first of all, probably better yeah, than the wallet. Yeah, I mean, what a great intro. Uh, yeah, what know. a voice on you there, Dan. Yeah, great voice. God damn, you want a second job? We could use a third guy on the pod. I, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, I bet on a lot of the games. So as a, as the start of the season, I was on a, a real cold streak, like to the point where I was like, "Up, Doug, I know what I don't know what's going on." And not that I'm on a heater now, but I think you're starting to see, from a gambling perspective, anyways, that the better teams are obviously, you know, here to stay. We're getting close to playoffs, so. I'm enjoying it. I'm ready for playoff hockey, but I've been winning more bets than I've been losing up dogs. Yeah. So to me, that's 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 a plus in the hockey world right yeah, now. Yeah, it sure is. I, I I feel your pain sometimes coming in because I, I kind of jump on the bandwagon with you. <laughs> uh, but right now, what you're to to allude on what you're saying is, you know, you're starting to see the Avalanche be the team that you can bet on every night, even yeah. if it's minus two eighty, three hundred, right? Because yeah. they're starting to vibe. They're, they're Guys are coming back healthy. Minus four ten last night against the Hawks. Ooh, I took, I took a buck line. Yeah, you got to give them a tug for that. Yeah, uh, Boston. <laughs> I mean, at at what point this year were you ever thinking they're going to slow down? Right? They haven't. They've lost eleven games, I think, all year. They made a lot of people a lot of money. There are a lot of betters out there in Boston. If right. We, if we would have bet Boston all year, boys, we'd be a lot happier than we are right now. Let's just say that. Um, so, you know, he, now now is the time to and just to jump into it. But you're able to look at like schedules and, you know, these teams that you know, unfortunately, like last night, you had the Edmonton Oilers at home against the San Jose Sharks down down the whole game, basically. Thanks to some offside calls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your bet on Edmonton ended up winning. But you're starting to see these games where you're just like, OK. Edmonton's fighting for playoff positioning. Uh, they're scoring goals at will. They're playing the San Jose Sharks. Like, just step up. You know, take the bet. You're going to, you know, it's, it might sting if you lose. But they, no, but you're starting to see those games throughout, I think, this now. I mean, Tampa Bay's are starting to pick it up. Uh, you know, Toronto's winning games. New York Rangers, you know, they had a little lull after the trade deadline, but now they're picking it up again. Um, so, you know, we do our, our draft – DraftKings lock of the night, right? We usually do that. Yeah. And sometimes we take heavy favorites, but we're, you know, we're stinging it. What's our record in that? I think we are 23 and 12 over the course of year, boys. So we're yeah. clipping at a pretty good pace. Yeah. Love it. Hey, that's good stuff to hear. And look, you, you talk about how these teams are, are looking toward the end of this season and which teams are trending up, maybe which teams are kind of falling back down to reality. And this begs the question then from, you know, you guys who are experienced in the league yourselves, and now you're looking at it from a different angle, but what teams would you maybe be looking to sell high and or buy low on heading into the Stanley Cup postseason? And again, the obvious answer in terms of a stack team would be Boston. They're plus 380 as the short shots over at DraftKings. But what about some other teams outside of maybe the favorites that you would be considering and recommending people to take a futures flyer on? Yeah, great question. I will go stay out west here. We're obviously me and the updog are out in California. The, the the Minnesota Wild in the Central Division, the Western Conference. You know, obviously Kirill the Thrill is hurt right now, but he'll be back. But Ryan Hartman's come back, and me and Uppy talked about him this week on our podcast. He's been playing great. 
Uh, they have a good mix of, of, of skill and toughness with Revo and Mason Shaw on the back uh, on their fourth line. Their D are, are mobile and big with guys like Middleton and then obviously flurry between the pipes. Uh, so to me right now, you know, people are saying the West is a little bit weaker. Time will tell. But uh, for me, the Minnesota Wild, I'm not sure if you got it pulled up right now what they're at as a future, but I, I kind of like that. I see them 22 to 1 over at DraftKings to win yeah. the cup. So not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. I might have to put a little. Actually, I think I already might have put a future on them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I got problems, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, I think you get great value on, uh, you know, how do you not look at Tampa Bay plus 1400 to win the cup? Um, you know, you can go down Florida Panthers right now, plus 3000 to win the Stanley cup. I mean, what they're playing some of their best hockey is that the right time their best players are carrying their weight. Bobovsky's finally kicking the way he did last year. Um, you know, listen, Obi and I have been kind of on these guys, I'm on their bandwagon. New Jersey Devils are a team I think can get, I think they can get out of the East. Uh, if, you know, when playing Boston, that'll be their matchup. They're going to face the Rangers. Obi's on that side of the pond. He likes the Rangers. I kind of like, you know, I like the Devils. I think they're, they're a hidden pick you can get in the East. Um, and then, you know, the Oilers and what Connor McDavid is yet to do is hoist the Stanley Cup or get to the Stanley Cup final. So expect them to be, a team that uh, at right now plus thirteen hundred to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's a little bit of value that's only going to go down as the playoffs go on, and these guys uh, hopefully get out of the first round, second round, and see what's up. Scotty, I agree with you. I love the Devils and the Oilers uh, as kind of teams that can, you know, maybe go on a run here. But everybody wants to talk about the the playoffs and the the sexy teams, but you know. There, there's still some regular season hockey to go here. And, and post-trade deadline, we typically see a drop-off in win percentage for the the worst teams. And you mentioned recently on Missing Curfew that you were traded three separate times at the trade deadline. And if, if I'm not mistaken, each time you went from a playoff team to a, a non-playoff team. So Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> what is the, the atmosphere like in, in that situation? Is it just all doom and gloom? Like, are you looking... Like, I know you can only speak for yourself, but are, are players looking to the summer, to next season? Uh, you know, do they already have one foot out the door, so to speak? And, um, you know, once a team is mathematically eliminated, like, is is does the vibe change for the better or for the worse? You know, it, once there's no longer anything to, to play for. Uh, so, um, you know, not to kind of put you on the spot about some of those times, but I, I did see that clip on my, my social feed and I, I had to ask you about it. Andy, where are you from? You from Newfoundland, bud? Uh, Cape Breton, actually. Thanks I love for picking it. up on that. You can tell my family's Newfie, so I totally hear that accent from a mile away. I love it, bud. Good people. <laughs> Listen, um, yeah, three times sent from really, really great teams contending for the Stanley Cup, leading divisions uh, to teams that might have been in the hunt. Like if you're looking right now, I would have been like a Calgary Flames, like six, seven points out with 10 games to go, like kind of out but still mathematically in um, listen, the vibe sucks uh, going from a, you know, teams where, you know, like every, every night you put on, you know, your skates, grab your sticks, you're playing with these guys, you're kicking everyone's ass. You're kind of excited for the playoffs. Uh, the mentality being, let's get these next 12 games over with so we can finally start playing for the real thing to, you know, to most situations in teams where, you know, turmoil is kind of crept in 
media starts writing bad articles on guys, coaches, like you're looking around blaming everyone else, but themselves, uh, players are edgy, you know, practice or fights, fucking guys are, you know, who's this young kid called up now, what he's going to play over me. There's a whole lot of things that go into the, into the mix. And, you know, we just had an interview on NHL network where Obi said like, you know, at times right now when you're mathematically out and there's still a month and a half left, um, the dressing room's a bad place to be. Like you don't even want to be in there. It's like fucking showing up to the rink is kind of, you know, you're dreading these, these days. Now, looking at it from a gambling perspective, you know, I, I would look at it like this. Are, are, what are the teams where the players and the coaches are like completely checked out? Like, you know, the coaches are, they don't have the room anymore. Um, maybe injuries are starting to, you see guys just like not playing. They're putting in a lot of younger players that haven't played. The goaltending has been an issue. Those are teams that you can be like, you know what? These guys stink They're They might win two or three games for the rest <laughs> For the rest of the year, 12 yeah. games left. I mean, you're going to find value, but you got to bet on them every night to find the value. That was my Avalanche team, the lockout year. Yeah, like, like, like literally, I wasn't playing. And whatever. Our veteran, they just took all our veterans out of the lineup, and literally, we would go into Barnes, and it's like, we have no chance. No chance. Like, no, unless even like Jiggy or Varley would stand on his head. And even then, sorry. Yeah, even then, we didn't have a chance because they were giving young guys opportunities, and veteran yeah. guys were not playing. And it's just, yeah, it's a gong show. So that, that turmoil presents opportunity if, if you kind of know what's going on, right? So read some articles, find out these teams that are just checked out, who coaches have lost the room, whose GMs are like looking to blame the coaches. And th those teams, th th they're looking forward to summer. They, they all don't want to get hurt. Like, don't hurt my hand or my groin. Like, I want to be able to golf when the season's over. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, it, it's done. Fuck, you're only human, yeah. right? Yeah, but, you're looking forward to the year at Bender. Totally. You're looking yeah. forward to the year at Bender. So then, uh, are, are they? I know the Calgary Flames are, are not a bad team. I think we can all agree that they're a good team. But are, are they at that point now? We hear stuff about you know Nazem Kadri uh, and speaking up about some things with Daryl Sutter, and obviously earlier this season there there was things with uh, Jonathan Huberto's agent. Just quickly, are the do you, do you just do you think the Flames are at that point where they Sutter has lost the room and they're just looking forward to the summer, even though they're technically still in it? Yeah, you know, we, we actually, we, we talked about that this week on Mr. Curfew as well. Um, I just think there's so many moving parts that came in there with, with Kadri and Hubie and, you know, my boy Weegsy Baby. And obviously Markstrom hasn't been the Markstrom of old. But um, I do believe they're going to miss. It's, Calgary's a tough place when you're losing like that, when there was expectations. So I'm sure they're ready to get out of that city. I'm not in that dressing room, but looking at it, that's, checked so, out. that's something that could be happening. Yeah, that's something that yeah, could be happening. It's, it's the perfect storm. Tough tough goaltending, fighting the puck, a coach who the players are kind of fed up with, yeah. and then just being in Calgary. Yeah. Perfect I storm. I think the last part is probably the worst part, being in Calgary. <laughs> but that's where my career went to die, boy. So I, 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 I give Calgary a hard time a lot of times. But that's, that's I imagine there are rec centers that have nicer facilities than the Saddle Dome. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm not, not, not going to question you on that one. You're right about that. <laughs> all right fellas uh last question i got for you here and then we'll let you get out you've been gracious with your time we really appreciate it i always think it's fascinating talking to former players of whatever sport it may be because you have that unique perspective and now especially since you guys have kind of gone into the betting sphere and you talk to everyday people such as andy and myself and look andy's been crushing hockey for quite some time and i'm I've been a fan for a while, but betting wise, relatively more novice. 
But what would you say is maybe a common fallacy that you notice people have with their betting tendencies in the NHL? Maybe it's people uh, looking to fade teams on the second leg of a back-to-back. Maybe it's overemphasizing home and road splits. What would be some of those that would fall under that category of a common fallacy these average bettors have in the NHL? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a great question. And I, and I can only answer it from a perspective as an ex-player. And what you just said about schedule, back-to-backs, goaltending, um, you know, what kind of where they are in the season, you know, is it the end of a road trip? Is it the start of a road trip? Um, I, when I look at games like that, I try to look at it from the perspective of, okay, I put myself in that dressing room on that team. How's my body feeling? How's our team morale? Um, stuff like that. So when, when I put my bets in, that's what I look at when I, when I give my advice to other people, you know, take the schedule into fact, all that stuff. But, um, you know, this year, Take the fucking over. I don't know if we can swear on here. Sorry if we can't swear. Take the over. And, um, you know, a lot of one-goal games. We did a thing last week on missing curfew. 71% of the games this year in the NHL have been one-goal games. So uh, take the puck line the other way a lot of nights. And uh, so goals and tight games are what we've noticed here at missing curfew and DraftKings. Yeah, I would just I, I would just touch on and add to it is uh, find out which guy's been missing curfew, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they had a yeah, yeah, yeah. if they true. had a late night in Phoenix and they got to go to L.A., you know, we played better. Than, we played better. Yeah, like yeah. But how many better. guys could actually? No, play not, with none of them. None of them. Of them okay, have, okay quickly, over. I've got to ask you guys because yeah. I did see you bring it up on missing curfew recently. Um, the the mullet. What's so tough about playing at the mullet? Just, dude, just you got a sore neck from looking the, around yeah. and everyone sitting in row yeah. four or row five i would say the young <laughs> asu girls would be the hardest thing to keep your concentration uh but yeah just new bar new city i mean i never played in vegas the updog did so this is probably a better question for him but i mean vegas had the uh, one of the best home records their first year and there was no secret to it and you come into a new uh, place like tempe you have your rookie parties you go play golf you go for dinner I mean, there's just distractions there. And, yeah. you know, for a guy that got distracted a lot, I would be distracted. <laughs> Some guys took it serious. Other guys <laughs> said, I'm going to take advantage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so totally. I, think, I think the Tempe flu is a real thing. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Shane O'Brien at Shane O'Brien 55. Scotty Upshaw at Scotty Upshaw on the tweets where you can find them. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, the Missing Curfew podcast, wherever you get your podcasts available at Missing Curfew on the tweets. Fellas, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Looking forward to hopefully doing it again soon. But best of luck with your bets the remainder of the season. Yeah, and if you got some winners over there, Andy, or whoever's got the winners, just tag me in your tweet. I'm always looking for a little play here. So uh, be team guys, like we say at Missing Curfew. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, great stuff from the guys over at the Missing Curfew podcast, Andy. Big shout out to them. And look, it's always great to get that perspective from former players. And I, th- <laughs> I think what's funny is, is hearing some of the places which they were just talking about where they go. And uh, maybe it's a little bit of different uh, post-game or even pre-game activities that may affect their performance on the ice. And uh, most notably, as of recent, uh, the Vegas flu, right? Uh, that first year, the Golden Knights with that big home ice advantage. Uh, always kind of funny to hear some of those stories from the former and current players. Yeah, lots of fun. Tempe flu uh, is is a real thing, I guess, and uh, you know, not not nothing to do with the college girls. I, I do have to go down and check out a game at, at Mullet <laughs> Arena for sure. 
Uh, no doubt. Hey, were you cashing in that first year with the Golden Knights when they were ha- when they were having that home ice advantage? And look, I mean, it wasn't too long for people to catch on. But were you taking part in that originally? Oh, not right off the bat. I was I was extremely stubborn. I mean, I thought that team was going to be dog doo doo. You know what? And uh, I, uh, I I I wasn't I wasn't cashing in right off the start. But hey, I caught on. I caught on eventually. Yeah, no doubt. That was a fun one to follow along with. And once everybody realized it, then the odds get skewed. But uh, hey, still fun to watch it in their inaugural season. And a lot of fun having the guys from the Missing Curfew podcast on the program. Again, make sure you give them a follow at Missing Curfew on the tweets. As for myself at Danny Burke 5, and you know where to find Andy at Digital Gambler on Twitter. All of his content written up at vsin.com. Make sure you give that a read as well and hey we'll be back there on thursday uh we we had a little bit more broad view on today's episode but always good to switch it up a tad bit and look further into the season and then come postseason but next episode we'll get back into the mix talking about some of the updated odds with the futures like we always do but on a game-to-game basis for thursday's slate so for andy and myself thank you for tuning in to another edition of vsin's hockey betting podcast appreciate it if you like and subscribe best of luck with all your bets and we'll talk to you again on thursday take care folks mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.